Oh, my God. Unreal. Unreal, but real. Yep. Here we go. Wednesday. Debate day in the USA. Liz Roll, folks, from the Den of Thieves. Hi there, Evelyn. There you are, folks. This will serve as the mic check for Team One. This is the noon report. We do have a lot to report uh, on on this uh, beautiful Wednesday. My goodness. Weather is just delightful. We're going to be live on the radio, believe it or not. It's true. Um, in just two minutes. Two minutes. Now, I fully am prepared. We anticipate going live later. But the news has to warrant it. So, I've had two nights of false alarms in Pawtucket. There's Brenda Lees. Hola. There's Anne. There's David Thornley. Yeah, leaking gas. There's Bendy. Here I am, Lord. Yes. Folks, Monday night, false alarm, Pawtucket. Um, you know, half hour to get there, half hour trying to find the scene that cleared, and then a half hour hold. 90 minutes. Last night, a little faster, 20 minutes to get there. Scene cleared. So, rough but I'm telling you it's like baseball you have to just um you just got to wait for your right pitch now i believe i believe that sound and audio should be okay there's jane rice i believe everything there's evelyn i believe sound and audio should be okay uh this is the period of time 1204 to 1206 that one of the um, moderators of team one normally messages me and says everything is good um so i'm not sure why that's not happening so because i know i saw and so i don't know i don't know the answer to that but it's a little tough so maybe someone else could maybe we're gonna do uh some new moderators so it's always difficult i'd like to make sure that the audio is everything is clean some reason I'm not sure why we run into a problem like that, but we do. So just something that I have to deal with. At twelve oh six on this Wednesday, and folks, it's a beautiful Wednesday. You're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM thirteen eighty. And 99.9 .9 FM, I want to welcome everybody in that is uh, tuning in to our live simulcast that we do on Facebook. We call this the Noon Report. What time is it on? Uh, 12 noon. Yes, 12 noon is when it generally comes on, as a matter of fact. Folks, this portion of our program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. 
It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And remember, they have very, very fresh vegetables that are just uh, terrific, as a matter of fact. So uh, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Okay, may have been a problem with the Messenger app on the one side. So sorry about that, Ian. Um, folks, they never, remember, it's never perfect when we're dealing with apps. So, but anyhow. Remember, uh, look for them on Facebook. They're right off of Route 4. It's 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Family-run business, quality. <coughs> Excuse me. Stop it and see them. Maybe you're going down to South County, whether you're in Cranston, Warwick, North Kingstown, anywhere around there. Pop it and see them. Family-run business, corn, tremendous tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, onions, zucchini, yellow squash, Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Make sure you check out the website, dpetro.com. We have original stories up, original videos. We have the shop. We have all the Team One merchandise, dpetro.com, brought to you by the Coesit Inn, 226 Coesit Avenue, West Warwick, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. And wait, now they have the market at Coesit, the Coesit Inn, 226. Coesed Avenue in West Warwick and in the what I love about the market at Coesed is they have prepared meals. So um, many people don't realize if you haven't been fast food lately and I'm not traditionally a fast food type person. I don't. It's just not my thing. Some people are. But, you know, if if, if you do visit a McDonald's or Burger King, many times it's at least 12 bucks, 15 bucks. So stop into the market at Coesit and you get a very, very reasonable homemade prepared meal to just take home, whatever that may be, the Coesit. All right, folks, well, good afternoon. Now, behind me is the Den of Thieves. And um, I'll touch on a little bit the debate tonight. You know, it's there's several different factors for this uh, GOP debate tonight. It's 9 o'clock on Fox. I will watch it. They make a difference. I encourage you to watch it. Now, if there's something happening we're out doing on the scene live stream, then, you know, I'll watch it later. But uh, it is an important debate. I'm going to talk about the, the congressional debate that I, the, there's two coming up, one on Channel 10 and one on Channel 12. and um, and this is someone's going to become the Democrat uh, in the race to take that congressional district one seat that, as we've gone in the past, was Cicilline. Before that was Patrick Kennedy. Before that was Ron Makeley. Before that was St. Germain. And on and on. So I am going to touch on that. But let me just say this about the Republican debate. As someone that. You know, I enjoy political debates. There's an art to it. It's never as easy as people think it is. But they're important. They are an important part of the process because, I mean, I put a lot into it. And you can, it's a good barometer where you can really gauge if if someone's a strong candidate, if they have it, and, and whether or not they don't. Um, in 2015 and 2016, then just candidate Donald Trump, they started with 19 people on the stage. And then they would even do two groups. And then one by one, it would whittle down. Then it got to 12, then 10, and then, you know, from there. And 
when I would watch him in the debates, he would just eviscerate. He had the presence of mind. He 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 was he's a very excellent, as you know, communicator. But the reason he became the nominee, he also became very good at debating. And it, it again, it's an art to it. It's an art to it. Even those that are good at it, if they haven't done it in a while, it's like anything else. They're a little rusty, right? Beginning of the game, the quarterback overthrows the receiver or whatever it may be. So, um, and I really felt that had helped him in 2016 when then he had to debate Hillary because he was in such a groove, right? From all those Republican debates where he then eliminated Ted Cruz, eliminated John Kasich, whose father was a postman, eliminated Jeb Bush, eliminated Marco Rubio, and on and on and on, and Chris Christie down the line. So so part of it is, I, you could tell in 2020, when uh, President Trump had that disastrous first debate, and it was, I also think he, he was, I think he didn't feel well. Uh, it, it was it was not a good performance, and then there was no second debate because he had COVID, and then they had the third debate with Biden, which he was more himself. But so I don't I don't think it's ultimately good for him to miss the debate. How and 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 selfishly, <coughs> I would like to see him on the stage. I would. He'll make it. I'm still going to watch it. I know some people say I'm not watching. I, I, I'm still watching it. Um, it's it's virtually impossible for anyone to get any traction because then you also have the situation in Georgia with President Trump tomorrow has to go to court in Georgia, and I believe it's going to be televised, which is going to wipe out a lot of what happens tonight in the Republican debate. Giuliani's down there today, and and the whole thing. So. But I'll say this, but but a couple thoughts. I'm very anxious to see it. It does. Um, I'm going to go back to last August. Helena Folks really came into her own on the debate stage. And she did great uh, on the Channel 10 debate against McKee and Nellie Gobey and Matt Brown. And then she did really well in the Channel 12 debate, uh, where it was th that priceless Tim White, Ted Nisi, we're, we're not going to let you get away with this to Governor McKee. And Governor McKee was not great um, in those in those particular debates. But be that as it may, tonight, I, I think there's always a surprise. There's always someone that overperforms. And, and we don't know who that's going to be. Um, I think Governor Chris Christie, now, he is seasoned. And as I said to Donna Perry, you know, every week he would be on with Stephanopoulos. And you you get better and you continue to get better the more you're really in the groove of doing that. And and he has gotten better. But I think the question for him tonight is restraint. So, but he is, remember, former federal prosecutor. He he I think tonight he he's not intimidated by anybody. Christie could own the night. The the one who I, I believe right now is going to be eviscerated is this Vivek Von Swami. So he's he's never been in a debate. He he's gonna get 
his head handed to him on this 9-11 stuff. Listen, I, I if, if you want to say that you believe 9-11 was an inside job. No, I don't believe any of that. I don't. Conspiracy crowd can now go, oh, no, 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 I, I, I've heard it all. I don't believe any of it. I think we have a very good indication. He wants to cherry pick something about wrong information about something with Saudi Arabia. Okay, that's like one thing. The 9-11 Commission was, <clears throat> and the report is how long? There's always going to be mistakes. There was a mistake with that. But for him to open himself up to that, and he, he is, I think DeSantis and Christie are, are absolutely going to pummel him. And, and he also screwed up Vivek Vanswami. And I, by the way, I know a lot of people like him because he's young. He's, he's several billion that he's made. Very independently wealthy, younger guy. I was speaking to a friend of mine. He's like, you know, I like that. He's a uh, millennial and da da da, Gen Z, whatever the hell. But but he is he his he is going to implode tonight on this big stage because of the. But here's the thing, though. He was saying the media took my words out and everything else, and then when they released the audio, it was exactly as they quoted him of saying. So. He he made a mistake, and then he dug the hole deeper by then trying to say, "Oh, that's not what I, you know, what I said." So, a um, lot of pressure on DeSantis tonight. It's not as easy as it looks. Um, I'm anxious to see how Senator Tim Scott does. I don't know much. I I, I don't know. I'm not expecting a lot out of Nikki Haley. I'm not expecting a lot out of Mike Pence. There's an article in the Boston Globe today. None of the Rhode Island Republicans are with President Trump. Um, but but DeSantis, I, I want to see how he handles himself. Because like I said, there's an art to this. It's not as easy. And then the perfect example they give is um, Governor Scott Walker who and, and Marco Rubio. Who, who just completely melted down on the debate stage. A lot of people thought Jeb Bush would be the next president. And then he just couldn't handle the debate stage. So now I'm going to talk about, because there was a debate last night, but that is tonight. They're important to watch. I have no interest. This recorded interview with Tucker Carlson is, I, I don't know what to make of it. Like, the, the 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 worst the, the biggest mistake about that is uh, it's like enough already like get into the game this is just more pregame i don't want to hear any more interviews you want to see them next to each other and how they <coughs> handle things and where they're where they're different think of when you're getting ready to watch the super bowl and the pregame starts six hours ahead you know, an hour beforehand, you're like enough already, right? Like just, just start the game. So this business of a, a taped interview with Tucker Carlson because he's still mad that Fox News cut him loose. Um, I, I just, the, the, what, what this, what would be said? What would be said? Like that is the, whatever. Listen, President Trump's going to surrender tomorrow. That's going to take away a lot of the coverage and the fact he's not going to be there but there's still going to be a lot of interest in the debate 
I believe he will be on the second debate stage. And he will be on the second. He's, he's going to be upset he's not there tonight. He likes this stuff. He's good at it. He's good at it. So I, I know he could get into trouble legally. And, and I understand they're like, we're way ahead. Let's protect the lead, right? In a football game, you're way ahead. What do you do? You don't pass. You just run. So I understand the dynamic of that. But he's going to get angry that he wasn't there tonight because there's going to be so much attention. And, and I, I think it is part of the process. I mean, I, I understand, and I said to this a member of the Trump campaign, I get it, because they view it as he's the incumbent, right? How dare these people run against him? But it comes down to was how he got there in the first place, which was competing in 2015, 2016, and one by one, uh, taking out the competition in the debate. Folks, this point, now I'm going to talk about the CD2, excuse me, CD1. Congressional District 1 race. This portion, because it's it's very interesting what's about to take place. This portion of the program is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. Two locations, seven days a week, doctors and nurses. When you need urgent care, you want AtMed Urgent Care. Just drive right in, walk in, Urgent Care Center for all your medical needs. For instance, right now, if something goes wrong and you say, you know what, we need to get you to, you'd say, an emergency room. Okay, if you want to wait a long time, otherwise, just go to Atmed Urgent Care, right in the Atwood Medical Center, right there in Johnston, or across from Felicia's 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. I have gone to both locations, and they're impressive, and there's doctors and nurses, and they see you right away, and they can do everything that an emergency room can do, except... You don't have the long wait. And I actually think it's cleaner. At Med Urgent Care. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This is the Noon Report on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let me also mention this portion of the program brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Boy, what a difference. Jamie came out to my home. He did his thing. We had some of that mildew, uh, grass stains all on on. Uh, white railing, boom, Jamie does his thing, spotless, looks brand new. Same thing we had, some of that green algae moss that grows on a basketball court, boom, gets rid of it. I share his Facebook page. He's very talented. He's a great business guy. He's very dependable. He's also a handyman. Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. He's got the van, 401-837-4545. 4545 Jamie's Power Wash. He's got the red, white, and blue deck staining, uh, handyman services, 401-837-4545. Now, the CD1 race. I was last night <clears throat> watching both. That's too bad about Smithfield. But, again, you're up against players from California that can play baseball 12 months of the year. So Smithfield did fantastic. Great group of uh, boys, uh, great coaches, very happy with them. But I'm watching that. But then I was also watching, there was debate at Rhode Island College, two stages done by the Providence Journal and also um, the Public's Radio, which is basically like local NPR. So, and I'll just give you my 
Um, <clears throat> I don't hear anyone saying a lot of what I'm going to tell you right now. Now, number one, I the top four in this race are Aaron Ruggenberg, who I believe will win. Sabina Matos, Lieutenant Governor. The only reason is because she's the Lieutenant Governor. All these people that say she's smart, I, I don't find her particularly smart. I find, and this is something that the media, they never want to mention, but I think she actually is challenged many times in a debate setting because English is her second language. That doesn't make her a bad person. That doesn't make her a bad... She, people that meet her like her. I believe the reason she has gotten where she is because she's likable. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Governor McKee did an American Idol, picked her to be lieutenant governor, so he'd have a female on the ticket with him and a Latina. So that's how she got there. But if she were not the lieutenant governor, there's no way she's considered for this race. Nothing. Um, the other two that are impressive are, I see now the appeal with, uh, his name is Gabe Ammo. Now, I, I don't think he's going to win, but he, he is, he's an impressive guy. He's definitely in the final four. And then the other one, who I, I don't find impressive, <clears throat> and I think she's the alternative to Matos and Regenberg, is this Anna Keno uh, from Pawtucket. That one, I, I just, I don't get it. I think she's lucky to be a state senator. Again, I, I don't, she, I just don't see her as the type that could go to Congress. But Matos, Lieutenant Governor Matos, is, um, if, if it's not written down, all she does is read what they put for her. When I went that Friday night and she had the press conference where she was crying, I'm a victim with the signature, Holly, <coughs> all of that was written for her. She's terrible off the cuff. She is tone deaf. Her campaign is so desperate. <clears throat> they actually yesterday had a press conference with a guy who's totally insignificant. This is Nick Audiello. Another delusional. Total delusional, these people. They're nitwits. They're, 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 they're not, they're just delusional is being polite. They're not in reality. Nick Odiello is, is someone who would want to try out with the Patriots, even though he couldn't make his high school football team type. Like, totally delusional. I don't know why he thinks he's important. I don't know who told him he's important. This guy, because he worked for Gina Raimondo, he somehow thinks that he's got this bright future. He doesn't. He doesn't have any original ideas. For him to yesterday, and Matos brings him in on a press briefing where they're telling other people to get out of race. Uh, number one, this Nick Cordiello, he doesn't live in the district. He doesn't live in CD1. He had no campaign. You know, he tried to do a video. It's like him walking along the beaches. There are no beaches. Well, Newport, uh, Middletown. But uh, my point is, he, he doesn't have any juice. He doesn't have, there's no, there's nothing there. So, but she, she, she is, 
and, and I was illustrating this with the sound that I was playing. She she has no political instincts, but I, I don't know. Part of it could be English as a second language. Unless it's written for her. She has to read everything. Um, <clears throat> she's at the debate last night, and they asked the question, yeah, what grade would you give Governor McKee? Now, Regenberg, you know, they, they despise each other. McKee hates Regenberg. Regenberg challenged McKee as the incumbent Democrat for lieutenant governor 2018, lost by 2,000 votes. I mean, they, you want to talk about no love there. They despise each other. And Regenberg, who, who actually dealt with it and said, um, you know, we have a history, which is a way of saying, and, uh, you know, lately I'm very concerned. That's another good line. I don't know who gave, but uh, D+. Plus. And then they get to Matos. Uh, incomplete. What do you mean incomplete? What do you mean incomplete? Wrong. Well, let me tell you about Governor McKee, what we have done. We have blah, 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 you know. We've given out this money. Do that. He deserves an A+, plus, and I'm going to build on that momentum when I get to D. Like, she's, people are saying it's her ego. I don't think it's that. I don't, I, I don't find her smart. The only reason Matos is even being considered is because she's lieutenant governor and it was McKee that chose her and now they can't stand each other. Sabina Matos is not a confrontational individual. She's not. But she is she is a recording act who they just like pluck out of thin air. She, she will read whatever they put in front of her. She will go and say whatever her campaign people tell her to do. At no point does she say, you know, I'm not sure that's a good idea. Whatever. Whatever. She would be, like I said, like a created pop star. who, Like an American Idol. That just they plop and then they say, you're going to sing this song. And then you're going to wear this outfit. And... She, Sabina Matos, the lieutenant governor, is a creation, but there's nothing there. Now, if people want to say, well, boy, that's being kind of mean and un it's being accurate. <clears throat> then they're, they're going down the line last night. Should people under the age of 18 be allowed to vote? And then they start uh, down the end. Uh, game, uh, no. Who was that? I don't know. Whoever the hell was on the end. Uh, John Gonzalves, nice guy. He wants to go to Portugal for his first trip. Uh, they didn't mean as a vacation. It was you get to Congress. What would be your first diplomatic trip? And he said, but they didn't say diplomatic. What, where would the first country you'd want to go? And he said, oh, Portugal. I've always wanted to go on vacation to Portugal. Yeah, that really wasn't the question, but it just shows you the novelty. Stephen Casey, <clears throat> another one. Stephen Casey. What's, what book are you reading? What book are you reading? You know, just like you're... Un <clears throat> he couldn't come up with a book. Uh, I don't read. <laughs> Who answers that? He's another one. I mean, I kind of was thinking, all right, maybe... No, he's, he's just... It's not there. It's just, it's just not there. Maybe he'll run for mayor one socket someday, but... He, um, he's not, he's not, how, how are you not, how do, how don't you have any, any interview you see, they say like, what, what books on your nightstand right now? Well, what do you read? Like, just whatever. 
just um oh I was I was reading a biography on you know what I I don't know Jim Lynch of it whatever like I was reading David Cicilline's book David Cicilline has a book out I was reading that or Sheldon Whitehead like it's just such an easy question no I'm I'm actually I don't read books <laughs> I haven't heard that before that's a new one really you know not much of a reader no really couldn't come up with anything no no book to, uh. No, 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 not a read. But anyhow, so they're going down the line of the debate. Should people under the age of 18, Casey, no. Ga uh, Gonzalez, no. Matos, no. Uh, Anna Quisada, no. Ruggenberg, okay, in split second real time. All right, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? See, that's what I'm talking about. He's got the instincts. When you're in a group, you got to try to distinguish yourself, how you're different. <clears throat> but, it, and, and again, that's not going to like a make or break. But what he did in that split second, like as I'm watching and I hear no, 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 I, I instinctively say yes. Because the people watching that are saying yes have someone. Like, oh, good, he said yes. Not that I'm in favor of it, but you're trying to distinguish yourself from the other people on the stage. <clears throat> but the thing that also catches it with, with Matos, it's, she's always laughing. She's always giggling. She's not a serious person. But I, I dismiss this business of these people that say she's smart. I think she's gotten to where she is because she's likable. But she's she's not. That's it. She is a like you know. And there are people like this. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's the Peter principle. She is a vehicle that it's a really dependable car on side roads. But it you you don't you can't take it on the highway because it it can't go above fifty miles an hour. Imagine you got into a vehicle. It's like a golf cart, and and it was. It could only go up to 50. So if you're running errands around your town where the speed limit normally is 25, 35 max, maybe 45, you could use it. But you can't take it on 146, 295. Not really. <clears throat> That's Matos. She's okay. I mean, at city council, I guess she was okay, even though she voted to defund the police. <clears throat> she is so not ready for prime time. She can only do the debate by reading. That's that's not a challenge. At this point, it's got to, like, it's rapid fire. you got to have it. She does not have it. And the other thing is, and it was kind of comical, but it, I again, I don't think she's protected by the local media. The Lieutenant Governor Matos is protected by local media. But I'm going to tell you where it really came out last night was in, in just a second. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and it's brought to you by A.J. Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Call them today, 401-323-9252. 401-323-9252. A.J. Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Frame to finish basements, acoustical ceilings, new homes, additions, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. A.J. Drywall Plasters and home improvement. Call them today. They do tremendous work serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call for a free quote. If you're listening right now, 
on this Wednesday, and you would like someone to do an addition on your home, or maybe do a real home office, or maybe frame to finish basements, call AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement, family run business, free quote, 401 323 9252. Now, last night, by the way, I also just want to touch on uh, I get there are some people that in the Republican Party, and you're not supposed to knock this Vivek Van Swami. So they're thrown like, hey, wait a minute. You know, everything, it's, it's, I, and I, I can't stand it, by the way, but it becomes so cultish. Like, like, it's, we're not supposed to criticize him. I, I, as I have said in the past, be, be, there are people that are so used to that that they're willing to overlook everything because they don't know how to pivot out of it because their whole mentality is we're not supposed to criticize him. So how can you, listen, I, I, he, he's saying that 9-11 was an inside job by our government. That's a conspiracy nutcase. And I'll give just a really good example. Alex Jones, the, how could you support someone that tortured the families in Connecticut at Sandy Hook, had to go to court and admit that he, he made it up, but he went along with it because they were making a fortune. <clears throat> and then you have people like our friend Laura. He wasn't the only one, you know, that immediately go to his defense. <clears throat> There's certain things that for me are a deal breaker. That's one of them. That's one of them. There were people that thought Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook was a total hoax. Uh, crisis actors, those the coffins were. There's still nutcases out there. By the way, I'm glad they have left my platforms, the page, and so forth, because I can't stand. Pe if there's someone that actually believes to this day that those were fake, tiny caskets. And our government did Sandy Hook and all this other stuff. You are a de deranged, nutcase lunatic that should be at Butler Hospital. And I don't care that you don't want to listen to my show or follow my work. Because you're not welcomed anyway. So, no, 9-11 was not a blanking inside job. And then, well, I don't know. I can't, you know, when you say I don't know, that is the way of basically saying that you do think that. You just don't have the guts to go and say it. But last night, <clears throat> understand now, Congressional District 1, and by the way, we also have a Brian Walsh on a Walsh update coming up. Um, yesterday, Sabina Matos has a press conference with this pathetic individual, Nick Oriello. Somebody that is 0% that's never won anything, and he's throwing all his support behind her with the big endorsement. Even though he, What do you mean all endorsement? He couldn't even get to 1% of the vote. <laughs> but anyhow, and he says, I think other people should drop out of this race, and they should back Sabina Matto. So last night, <clears throat> and I like this, I thought Patrick Anderson and Ian Donis did a good job. They did on the red box controversy kind of inside. and. Which, by the way, Matos also couldn't exactly get. I think you hypocrite. Um, she um, she reminds me of Tony Freitas, rest in peace, my friend, J.K.L. Engineering, former 
cluttered old star that passed away, English was his second language. And sometimes he would say things like, it's a 22 catch, when he meant catch 22. He would confuse terms like that. Doesn't make him a bad guy, being he was a liar. He's, he, you know, he was bilingual. Um, she says, but, but anyhow, so last night, they touch on her press briefing that she called, <clears throat> telling people to get out of the race, Nicoriello telling people, and support her. So they think it should be Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos against Regenberg, even though she may finish fourth here in this race. But anyhow, so last night, <clears throat> they do her a favor. They actually bring it up. Aaron Regenberg, he said, you know, I respect the 12 people in this race, blah, blah, blah. Anna Quisada, no, I'm not. Uh, Stephen Casey, nope, I'm staying in the race. Uh, John Gonzalez, who's a Providence City Council person, nope, staying in the race. Then, because it was Matos that proposed it, they have to tweak the question a little bit. So the question is not, are you dropping out? Because she held the press conference to get everyone else, these other people drop out. So they tweak it to say, okay, the fact you're doing that is that a sign of weakness? And she starts laughing, Matos, and completely misunderstands the question. And says, well, I, I, and laughing, are you asking me if I'm dropping out? Actually, no, he's not asking you. See, this is what I'm talking about. And she, she then goes on to say, well, I'm not dropping out. He didn't ask you if you're dropping out. Like, what, what is, she's lieutenant governor. She can't even answer a blanking question. What, what, what is your problem? That wasn't the question. The question is, is that a sign of weakness? <clears throat> she also, um, I'm trying to think on the, I think she was against ranked choice voting, but let me just stay with this for a moment. They didn't correct her. But here, here's what they're really saying. Are you, are you looking at polling numbers and realizing that if the race was to end today, you lose because the vote is so scattered, right? Everyone taking little bits. Lieutenant Governor Matos needs less candidates in the race. She needs that Anna Quisada out. She's not getting out. She needs that John Gonzalez out. She's not getting out. That Sandra Cano said, we have momentum going right now. So what Matos, what she needed to do, but she wasn't willing to do it because she's non-confrontational. She tried to spin and say, oh, I, I wasn't asking for people to get out of the race. She absolutely was. <clears throat> she said if they were to leave, I would want their support. That That's not. Nick Gordiello said Regenberg is a liar and Matos is not. Okay, but let's step back for a moment. So the person who's campaigned, is under criminal investigation, who had dead people signing forms for her. She is the person that's telling other people they should get out of the race. I mean, that's that's pretty rich. But my point is, she couldn't even understand the question. And, and I've had experience with her like that. So I believe in that type of situation, there is a language barrier that exists. I think it does. 
If she were to sit down with people, I'll bet she could understand and explain it. If she could read something. But in, you know, I knew someone who, uh, people that I know that can speak fluently in other languages. What I've been told is the real test is the telephone. <clears throat> Many times if you're in front of someone, you can then by seeing them uh, understand them a little bit better and they can understand you better. But what I've understood is the real test is on a telephone where you can't see them. If you can talk to someone in another language on the telephone, then you truly are, you know, um, you know, you can converse in, in that particular fluid language. But I'm not convinced of that with her. I've had situations when I was asking her about her definition of who a citizen is, and she didn't she didn't understand the word distinction. So, but but my point is, she she muffed and blew the question. Because here's the answer: it is absolutely a sign of weakness that she could not answer that question. That that she's asking other people to drop out, because that John Gonzalez is taking votes away from her. This Ana Quezada is taking votes from her. Um, I don't think, uh, maybe that guy, Don Carlson, maybe the businessman, I don't know where he, you know, falls fifth or something. Um, the guy, Walter Burbrick, I, I don't know who he, he hurts him and Casey, but, but she does see that she's going to get crushed in Pawtucket because of this Sandra Keno, and then she's getting hurt in Providence. So, but I'm going to tell you what is actually potentially good news about CD1. And it's more about the general election. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, it's watched by Falcon Pest Services. Now, remember, if you have a pest problem, ants, termites, bed bugs, mice, rats, I got a call from a business person. Ugh, they actually saw one of the people was bringing something out to the dumpster, saw a rats around the dumpster. Ugh. Folks, call Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Falcon Pest Services, the ultimate terminator. Free quote. <clears throat> Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's once a month, once a quarter. Falcon Pest Services, whether it's for a condo or a three-story multifamily housing unit or in a house or a single family home or a school or a restaurant or a business. One thing we know about pests, if you don't get rid of them, they don't go away. You know, maybe the ants will leave. They don't. Maybe the, the uh, termites will just pack up and go somewhere else. Nope. You know, I have a feeling if we ignore these cockroaches, they're just going to disappear. They don't. Nope. They're getting bigger. You know, we saw some mice. Let's pretend we didn't. And they'll, nope. Nope. They're not going away. No. Falcon Pest Services. You got to do it. 401-739-1322. How can you remember Falcon Pest Services as the ex ultimate exterminator? Think of that Falcon. Boom. Swooping in. It's John and Kelly. It's Falcon Pest Services, folks. 401-739-1322. Now, uh, there is an update with the Brian Walsh on a Walsh case. And it, part of it's bizarre. And then, but part of it, which I'm going to tell, tell you about, and no one else has really talked about this yet, but 
this is where then I also break off. So tonight, though, folks, is the big debate. You know, I'm also the first debate stage is set. Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, I think Nikki Haley's weak. Maybe she'll have a good night. The one who's going to get pummeled is Vivek Vanswami. Watch out for Christie. Pence is weak. Asia Hutchinson, not that strong. The one that I, I know nothing, DeSantis could get pummeled tonight. But the one that I know really nothing about is this Doug Burgum, self-financing governor in North Dakota. I don't know anything about this guy. Hey, who knows? He he looks like something out of, like, uh, I don't know. Like, he could be a character on Yellowstone. Doug Burnham. But he's got dough. He's on the debate stage. Pence, I don't think Pence is going to do well. The ones to watch tonight. <clears throat> Christy DeSantis. I don't know what to make of Nikki Haley. And I, I do want to see how Tim Scott's going to do. But I'm going to tell you about the um, the Brian Walsh on a Walsh case, because there's something actually kind of odd happening with that. That it, it's below the surface, but you're going to start to hear more about it. I It's kind of preposterous to me, but I will tell you about it. Let me just find the... Um, story on it. But let me let me first just touch on the good news for CD1 is, as I've been saying, I believe that Aaron Regenberg is going to win this primary. He is, say what you want, but he, he lost by 2,000 votes in 2018 against McKee for lieutenant governor. He's that much older. You learn a lot when you lose. You learn a lot when you lose. Bill Clinton lost in the past. George Bush lost running for Congress. Al Gore lost. If you can lose and then come back and win, then you are, you know, then you're dangerous. Because, well, maybe dangerous isn't the right word. But if you can then learn from that. Now, you can't be the perennial person that keeps losing. But... um but many times those that lose, if you can rebound, you can, you know, become that much of a better candidate. But what is shaping up? So I do believe Regenberg is, in fact, I think he's going to pull it off. He is seasoned. Um, again, I would never vote for the guy. Never. He's got Bernie Sanders coming in. <clears throat> but what this really lines up is the Republican running from Jamestown. He's a former Marine. Uh, I am going to have him on the program after the primary, and he should win the primary. He's the endorsed primary candidate. I played some of the sound of him, Gary Leonard. And um, what, what could be good for him is the Democrat base is not going to be there for Regenberg. There's too much bad blood. There's too much bad blood. McKee and that crew, they're not going to bat for Aaron Ruggenberg. They may sit home. This would be, this is actually, if you're Gary Leonard, this is the best matchup as a Republican because they're so different. Because Ruggenberg, and what I mean by this is, I think he, he might actually have a tougher time against Gabe Ammo simply because he's more of a moderate. I think he'd have a tougher time against Stephen Casey because he's more of a moderate. But Ruggenberg, there's no one more extreme than Ruggenberg. 
He wants redistribution of wealth, um, which means you you never have more than fifty million. You know the billionaires that goes away. You know you know what he says. You don't need that money. We're taking it. There's no such thing as a billionaire anymore. No, after fifty million, we take it. Bob Kraft, you can have fifty million, no more. We take your money. Everything becomes it's communism. There's no more private doctors. There's no more private hospitals. There's no more private schools. Everything is government-controlled run. Redistribution of wealth. That's Ruggenberg. He's a communist. Open borders. Um, I believe that really opens the door for Gary Leonard's got a lot. The, the biggest problem for Gary Leonard is not Gary. The biggest problem for him is the Rhode Island Republican Party. The biggest problem for Gary Leonard are the elected Republicans at the Rhode Island State House have let him down. Mike Chippendale, Jessica De La Cruz, who's totally overrated, they have really let him down because they've done nothing to reform our voting. As a matter of fact, they've done nothing to even attempt to reform our voting. And the best example. And from what I understand, it's really irritating them that I bring it up. But the best example, as I've talked about, is when you had Senate Minority Leader Jessica De La Cruz, totally unprepared, going on Channel 12, and they put it to her. Do you have faith in our election system with all these mail ballots? If they're committing fraud with the signatures, you must have real hesitation when it comes to the mail ballots. And what did State Senator, House Senate Minority Leader Jessica De La Cruz say? No, I have faith in our system. I mean, I won. That weak, cowardly, naive, dim-witted answer hurts someone like a Gary Leonard. So the matchup for him could be fantastic. But the problem he's going to run into, but, but here's the thing. Ruggenberg is not going to have all the support that said the other Democrats. So if you are a normal individual, if you're someone that is not ashamed of the country, if you're someone, Aaron Ruggenberg would, would, would go He's far more left extreme than Seth Magaziner. Seth Magaziner is a Biden type of Democrat. He's a progressive, but not like this. <clears throat> Ruggenberg is a Bernie Sanders. Ruggenberg is to the left of the squad. Ruggenberg is farther left than AOC. Aaron Ruggenberg, he, he does not believe in capitalism. He doesn't believe in democracy. No. No, 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 no. He, he believes in a communist form of government. He's, he's ashamed of our country. He's ashamed of the flag. He wants to change it all. Government knows best. Your children are plopped from government, put into government schools. That's what he believes. So my point is, I think it would be so different that you could get Democrats for Leonard. But the biggest problem that Gary Leonard faces is going to be the Rhode Island Republican Party because they're not there for him. And they 
totally have whiffed on this on the signature thing and the, the mail ballots. And, you know, they, they let the election be stolen last year and they're about to be let it be stolen again. But that Jessica De La Cruz going on Newsmakers. No, I have faith in our system. Everyone should be. I mean, I won. Uh, no, I, I it, it just that it's, it's one of the most pathetic performances in a key moment. I mean, that was that was Bill Buckner game six going through the legs. That was Grady Little walking back to the dugout, leaving Pedro in. You, you let me put it this way. You can't get any weaker than that. Now, the, the uh, Brian Walsh case. Anna Walsh, DNA evidence expected in coming weeks in the case. I'm going to tell you about that, folks, in just a moment. But this portion of the John DePietro show, and it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Now, remember, for all your propane needs, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus, heating and cooling, residential or commercial, it's Propane Plus, 401 401- 885-4209, and in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Always online. They have a very user-friendly website at propaneplus.com. So you have the Brian Walsh on a Walsh case. Let's go back. Earlier this year, Cohasset, we've covered this case extensively. <clears throat> so the lead Massachusetts investigator on the case is a state trooper by the name of Michael Proctor. Now, I don't expect a lot of people to know who that is, but I'll tell you who does know who that is, is because Michael Proctor has been raked over the coals in this Karen Reed case. Michael Proctor has been singled out as a corrupt trooper who fabricated evidence, who planted the taillight on Karen Reed, helped to work, frame Karen Reed, and is this corrupt cop that made a decision in the early morning hours when John O'Keefe was killed that he was willing to give up his job, he was willing to go to jail, and he was willing to help cover up a murder. Well, he's the lead investigator on the Brian Walsh case. So now you have people who I've communicated with, by the way, who are totally on board with the conspiracy that the Canton police, along with Michael Proctor, it's it's the defense alternative theory for Karen Reed, that it was a cover-up where they murdered uh, John O'Keefe, and then they are pinning the murder on Karen Reed. So now you have people that are saying, well, you have a corrupt cop with Michael Proctor. So maybe Brian Walsh is innocent. Maybe Brian Walsh had evidence planted on him. On the Anna Walsh case, maybe Brian Walsh should get... Listen, let me be really clear about something. Um, we're going to follow the Karen Reed case with John O'Keefe. And as I've said, I from the outset, I'm not a big... For those... I, I'm not a conspiracy-type individual. I'm just not... Um, I understand, you know, this is very impressive defense. I've seen some of these conspiracies in the past, like I've talked about. Furman planted the glove. 
Mark Furman planted the evidence so O.J. had to be set free. But to say now that Brian Walsh somehow was manipulated in this, and Brian Walsh is being framed in this, and but no, no, that that is not what the evidence shows. The evidence shows that Anna Walsh never went to Logan. Anna Walsh was going to move her three boys down to Washington D.C. Anna Walsh was killed in her own home by Brian Walsh. I believe that. He then dismembered the body. He got rid of some of the evidence where his mother lives in the North Shore in a dumpster there. And then he got rid of other parts of her body in dumpsters in Abington and Brockton. So I, I don't know about all this conspiracy talk about Michael Proctor, but I do not believe that Brian Walsh is somehow being framed, as some of these people are starting to allude to, by the Massachusetts State Police. And this, to me, is conspiracies run amok. Folks, here's what we're going to do. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, you're going to hear him next hour. It's John DePietro's show. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Another full hour to go. Stay with us.